Andres from Capital Investments. Uh, thank you for registering with us. Uh, I'm calling today to offer you an opportunity of your lifetime. Do you have a minute to hear how you can make a lot of money in a few short months from just one investment? Welcome to the Europol podcast, the official podcast of the EU's Agency for Law Enforcement Cooperation. In this series, we shine a light on some of the biggest operations Europol has supported and how we continue to fight crime. Targeting Scam Call Centres Most of our clients are not uh, crypto experts. They're normal people who can afford something conservative. Perhaps you would be interested in investing a small amount so you could see the potential of a market and make uh, an educated decision for yourself? Is that fair enough? In recent years, scam call centers have been popping up all over the EU. By cold calling citizens around the world, the organized crime groups running these centers have been able to elicit staggering amounts of money in short periods of time. By using advanced technological solutions to create fraudulent investment platforms, combined with psychological techniques, criminals persuade victims to invest in stocks, virtual currencies and other products. However, these investments are entirely fake and the victim's money is later misappropriated. With a growing interest in cryptocurrencies and online investments as a way of generating income, ordinary citizens are becoming increasingly vulnerable to this type of scam. Victims start off by making a payment by bank card, thinking that they are being advised by a legitimate investment firm. But by the time that they realize that they have made a fake investment, it is too late to get their money back. This is investment fraud. According to Europol's 2021 Serious and Organised Crime Threat Assessment, the majority of investment frauds are orchestrated using call centres operated by international organised crime networks. Investment fraud crosses over between both cybercrime and financial crime, both of which are among Europol's top priorities. Call centre scams generate astronomical profits for criminals. In this episode, we'll learn more about the criminals behind these call centres, how they operate, and how they trick innocent people out of millions of euros every year. We'll speak to both cybercrime and financial crime specialists on developments in this crime area. My name is Ruslan Griggs. I am the head of Latvian Cybercrime Enforcement Department. Ruslan is one of the experts we hear from in this episode on the emerging crime of investment fraud. So first of all, I want to say that uh, this is a new phenomenon. We call it a cyber scam. So the victim feels that he's treated personally. He has his personal advisor who is taking care of his investments. However, it's fake. It's just simulation of investments. And of course, the social engineering things and psychological measures are being applied. All this together is really well organized and combined to obtain money to make this fraud. And unfortunately, this works. We'll be talking to Ruslans and other experts and investigators about investment fraud, including a recent takedown of scam call centres operating out of Lithuania, Latvia and Bulgaria. We'll hear about why Europol was instrumental in supporting these operations. We'll also examine broader trends in the field of investment fraud and explore why this has become such a lucrative crime area for organised crime groups. 
In 2021, Europol supported Latvian and Lithuanian police in taking down two call centres operating in Riga and Vilnius. While it may seem hard to believe, by simply calling unwitting victims and tricking them into investing in non-existent commodities, the organised crime group behind these call centres was earning 3 million euro a month between 2018 and 2019. In total, 500 people were working in the centres during these years, and the group was operating call centres in a number of other cities, both inside and outside of the EU. But how were the criminals so successful? The method was relatively simple, and is common in many similar scam call centres. The criminals hire people based on their language skills, meaning that victims are only contacted by someone who speaks their language fluently, developing a sense of trust with them. They then build a relationship with the victim, eventually convincing them to make a fraudulent investment. The criminals offering irresistible returns on investments in stocks and virtual currencies often employ a number of psychological techniques to pressure ordinary people into handing over their money. Once the victim makes an investment, they are bombarded with calls, often from other members of the call centre pretending to be calling from the stock exchange with a secret tip. Ruslands explains the scam in more detail. This modus operandi, uh, so-called investment fraud, is uh, unfortunately really popular in Latvia. We have really lots of victims, and uh, uh, this is uh, one of the priorities of the Latvian state police to combat this modus operandi itself. Mainly, the victims are approached by telephone calls and are offered investment in different assets, like uh, investment, like binary options, like cryptocurrencies, like investment projects. Although some people receive cold calls after their number has been shared on the dark web, often people have already registered with the scammer's website themselves, making it more likely for them to fall victim when they receive a phone call. Gaius Limba is an investigator with the Lithuanian police, and he worked with Ruslans on this operation. So let's uh, say you were scrolling on Facebook and you get an ad which suggests you should invest and uh, we're going to generate you a huge fortune, you know, you click on an ad and you are redirected to a website, which is a scammer's website. Uh, usually websites with a clean online reputation. If you try to Google it, um, usually you wouldn't be able to find uh, any suggestions that it is a scam. So you fill out the form, you fill your contacts, and after some time, we get in touch with you and offer to invest. As well as offering different types of investments, the criminals promise very high rates of return, which victims think are legitimate but are in fact completely unrealistic. Martin Vogt works in Europol's European Economic and Financial Crime Centre. He liaises with police forces all over Europe in targeting scammers and connecting the dots between investment fraud operations in different countries. Of course, if we are talking about interest rates, then it's very, very uh, tempting for the victims, you know, because we all know that uh, you get not very much interest rate on your savings in your bank account or your saving books, saving cards, whatever. So uh, listening to someone who is telling you how golden the future can be if you invest in the stock market, you invest in metal, in gold. So that's very tempting, I think. I completely understand you're reluctant to invest, but do you think all of the people who invested in social media companies in the early days were tech experts? I'm certainly not, but I wish I had been. 
But what happens when the victim wants to see proof of the legitimacy of the investment company, like a website or an online presence? The criminals have an answer for that, with fake internet platforms that disappear after a few months. Victims can even log in to fake websites to track the progress of their imaginary investment. They even create excuses when victims ask to withdraw the funds, pretending that there's a problem with the withdrawal, when in fact, the money is long gone. A key factor in this type of scam is sophisticated IT solutions that make it look like you can see your investment increasing in value online. Ruslins explains what happens when the victim starts getting suspicious and asks about withdrawing the funds. And of course, the problem occurs when the victim is willing to withdraw his funds. Of course, different obstacles are being created. There is a necessity to pay some taxes. There are some problems with the transaction. There are some problems with uh, state authorities, different state authorities. And the victim is forced to pay more and more money to get his assets. This is uh, really psychological methods are being used. The victim is forced to do quick things. Uh, he's not allowed to, uh, let's say, think twice about what he's doing. Once the victim realizes that something is not adding up, the criminals pretend that there are legitimate reasons why they cannot withdraw their money, such as fees or state taxes. The victim then pays the criminals more money, having been told that it will release their funds. So when the police realize that a call center is operating illegally, what happens next? When the Latvian police were initially made aware of an organized crime group operating fraudulent call centers in both Latvia and Lithuania, they were quick to contact neighboring Lithuania to begin a coordinated investigation. The initial investigation was started uh, 2021. We obtained information about a possible call center operating from the Republic of Latvia. So uh, during our investigation, we uh, applied uh, lots of uh, different measures and obtained information about another call center, which was uh, located in Vilnius, Lithuania. Of course, we contacted our Vilnius uh, and Lithuanian colleagues. A joint investigation team was established with the help of Eurojust. And I want just to stress that the joint investigation team, the JIT, was established in just a couple of days. Of course, we involved Europol for the information exchange and for the assessment of the intelligence, since the amount of intelligence was enormous. The police had discovered an extensive, destructive scam that was targeting unwitting victims on a daily basis around the world, and they knew that they had to act fast. After meticulously tracking the criminals, the Latvian and Lithuanian police agreed to raid the call centres simultaneously in March 2021. On 24th of March, within the coordinated action simultaneously in two countries, in Riga and in Vilnius, in Lithuania, we had simultaneous arrests and searches of different uh, premises, not only call centers. So more than uh, 20 searches were conducted in Latvia. Overall, the action day was a success. 80 people were detained in Latvia and 28 in Lithuania. The police also seized 95,000 euro in cryptocurrencies, as well as seizures of cash, bank accounts and luxury vehicles. The police successfully froze the accounts of the perpetrators too. 
One of the key successes of the Action Day was the seizure of computers and servers, which contained data that can be used for evidence in the ongoing investigation. We seized a bunch of computers. It is approximately around 200 computers, including servers. You know, we accumulated a lot of data. We managed to obtain a large scale of electronic evidences. Several arrests were also applied. Financial investigation unit of the Republic of Latvia was also involved. And we were able to arrest assets of not only private entities, but also legal entities uh, in, in the Republic of Latvia. Of course, uh, we are conducting our investigation further and convinced that these are not the final arrests. The Latvian and Lithuanian police won this particular battle by shutting down two scam call centres. But the bigger war against investment fraud was far from over. Europol has also been involved in other call centre takedowns in recent years, one of which took place in Bulgaria. In this instance, officers from the General Directorate for Combating Organised Crime targeted a criminal network which had defrauded mainly German and Greek investors of at least 10 million euro. The head of the cybercrime unit, Vladimir Dimitrov, explains the extent of the scam. Majority of the victims, they were tricked to start with a few hundred euro and more than 50% of the victims, they lost like 10,000, 20, 30,000 euro. But there were victims uh, who lost, some of them, four, five and more million euro. Although this is a criminal enterprise, the business model of the call centres is actually very sophisticated and professional. They even appear so legitimate that some employees think that they are working for proper investment firms and don't realise that the money they are eliciting is being stolen. Like other jobs, the call centre management even provides documentation to employees on what to say and how to deal with certain situations, without explicitly telling them that they are committing an illegal offence. It is for this reason that management is more likely to employ young, enthusiastic staff members who have less experience but a greater need to earn money quickly. They speak the languages, they have their line manager, they have their papers on instructions where they are guided. So we found documents where they have been instructed in how to react, what to say exactly if someone complain or uh, has an intention to withdraw the money. So believe me, they are super well trained, but as said, there might be also victims themselves in the matter of trust, because uh, not always are these people able to realize that they are part of, of a scammer's network. Ruslan's adds what he has noticed about the call centers in Latvia. So the call center is divided in different departments. We see that there is a financial department. We see that there is a human resource department. We see that there are logistical departments, etc. So uh, the business is really well run and structured. And therefore, uh, they are able to operate on a large scale. Criminal groups run these professionally structured international call centres and steal millions of euros of the victim's personal savings. But what do the criminals do with such large amounts of money? The money is transferred between different bank accounts all around the world and is eventually laundered in offshore banks. From there, the criminals can use it to keep operating their illicit enterprises. Vladimir explains more. Basically, after the, the victim was tricked to send money, the victim money, they will take a long uh, way through different bank accounts and then they were transferred from one to second to third bank account. 
As a result of the deep pockets and extensive networks of the organized crime groups involved, investment fraud is posing a major challenge for law enforcement all over the world. Martin explains why this phenomenon is so hard to control. Also, we have to keep in mind that uh, call centers are growing like mushrooms. So you raid and, and close one and immediately another one grows with the same organized crime group, perhaps with the same head, with the same accountant, with the same uh, HR managers. So if they are not arrested, they immediately create another one. As well as the fact that these call centers are tightly organized with advanced technology, it is also difficult for law enforcement to target these criminals for one significant reason. First of all, the call centers never approach anyone from the country they are located. Why? Because they are clearly instructed that if there is a victim in the country where the call center operates, the justice has responsibility. If a victim files a complaint in that country, the justice can immediately then take action against the call center. This is extremely frustrating for law enforcement, who often have to conduct investigations into call centres targeting their citizens, but which are located in another country. Ruslands explains more about why the criminal networks operate in this way. This is being done specially uh, not to attract police attention. So no victims, no reports to the police, authorities, therefore no investigations carried out by the law enforcement agencies. In scams like this, law enforcement authorities are infinitely more effective with international cooperation. This is where Europol is able to step in. Europol is perfectly placed to help law enforcement authorities coordinate their operations so that criminal networks spanning multiple states can be stopped. From Europol's headquarters, specialists oversee the operational support for action days such as those that took place in Latvia, Lithuania and Bulgaria. Martin explains how exactly Europol deals with the intelligence contributed by member states in these types of operations on investment fraud. So they are sending us a contribution for cross-checking the information they receive, so the name of the call centers, the bank accounts, the suspicious one, all what the victims report in their complaint to the police. This kind of information will be cross-checked against the Europol database. This is a serious organized crime database and we provide them the information and uh, bring the countries together to pull on one string. Ruslands explains how Europol assisted the investigation in Latvia and Lithuania. One of the main issues for us within the investigation was to obtain information regarding victims. And we succeeded, of course, with the help of Europol. And we obtained information about victims uh, spread out uh, through the whole globe. As well as being an information hub, Europol employs specialists from law enforcement authorities who can be deployed to action days as required. Europol's specialised crime centres also provide operational and strategic analysis covering a number of crime areas. Europol provided human resources, so uh, human resources, uh, we, uh, we had an officer here, so he helped us out and told us how similar scam offices worked in different areas, like let's say in other EU countries. International law enforcement cooperation is invaluable in ensuring that operations against scam call centres are successful. This simultaneously sends a message to organised crime groups that although they may be operating across multiple jurisdictions, that does not mean that they can escape the law. Actually, my batteries was absolutely on a zero level. 
uh, we worked within this case for several days nonstop. And taking the opportunity, I want to thank Europol staff for coming to Latvia and supporting us on site and just working with us shoulder to shoulder. And uh, this uh, support was really crucial for us. And I think this is one of the aspects we succeeded with the operation. In order to best protect yourself, Martin notes that there are a number of red flags that citizens should look out for when they receive a cold call. So the most important warning signals for investment fraud, I would say, high-pressure sales tactics. Look, uh, the deal is for today only. The opportunity will be gone tomorrow. Promises of exorbitant profits. We guarantee that from an investment of 10,000 euros, you will receive a 30,000 euro return on your money in just six months. Claims of no risk or minimal risk. And there is no risk of loss whatsoever. No answering questions or allowing you to ask questions. This is also a very uh, tricky part. Evasive answers and lack of communication. Claims that the investment doesn't have to be registered. I can tell from talking to you that you're a savvy person. You don't want to look back and regret missing out on the chance to triple your investment, do you? So if one of these descriptions would fit into a person who is approached for any kind of investment, so there should be the bell ring. Always remember that if an investment proposal from someone on the phone sounds too good to be true, then it is probably fraud. Call center scams are an extremely serious and dangerous criminal activity. However, each time a call center is raided and taken down by law enforcement, new intelligence is gathered which Europol's analysts can use to stay one step ahead of the criminals. If you are ever contacted by an unknown person asking you for money, regardless of which organization they claim to be calling from, hang up immediately and file a complaint with your local law enforcement authority. Call centre scammers have even called citizens impersonating Europol employees in an attempt to trick people into giving them money. Neither Europol nor any major organisation will ever contact you asking for money. Your vigilance, plus the ongoing efforts of the investigators featured in this episode, will make all the difference in finally stopping this type of fraud. We are looking positive into the future. And with support of Europol, with support of Eurojust, we will fight this phenomenon. We won't stop. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to rate, review and subscribe on whatever platform you're using and tell your friends about us on social media.